Welcome, welcome. You're listening to the Faith, Fitness, and Freedom Podcast, and I'm your host, Rebecca Tabert Contreras. Yes, I am a former overweight atheist corporate girl turned Jesus-loving fitness junkie, purpose-chasing entrepreneur. And today, I'm going to share with you the four lessons I wish I had learned faster as an entrepreneur. Now, I'm 12 years into, almost 13 years into uh, my time as an entrepreneur. And these four things, I really wish I had learned them faster, but I get to help you out today by teaching them to you hopefully sooner, earlier in your journey, and teach you the reason why they're so foundational and so critical. So with that, I'm going to jump right in. And the first lesson that I wish I had learned and or executed, had greater confidence in it maybe from even earlier than when I started, was to invest in yourself often and heavily. Because I will tell you that Second to only God himself, investing in myself through coaches and masterminds is the number one reason I'm able to continually create and build a legacy that honors and reflects God's work in and through me and his unique purpose that he's called me to cultivate, experience, and give. So I will give you a little bit of an insight into the power of investing in yourself. And I want to give you some background because you might be starting out and you might like it might feel scary to you to invest in yourself and i want to i'll start with that actually that although it is scary when you first start out to invest in yourself as you step out in faith right with using wisdom and discernment uh financial responsibility right i won't say that it'll always be comfortable we'll talk about that in a little bit but doing your due diligence and Knowing that it's you've done your due diligence, you've gone to your quiet time and prayer for discernment, and you've decided in your gut, you might be a little bit afraid, but you know that this is the right step. That is when you get to take that step of faith. And each time you do that, your tolerance becomes greater and your investments become bigger. And when you do that, However, when you're making the right choices and investing in the right coaches, they continue to pay off no matter what level you're investing in. You're always learning, growing when you have that attitude of, I am learning something from this. And there are coaches and there are programs that will completely collapse your time as it relates to the learning curve for their specific gift or uh, niche, niche, uh, <laughs> niche, whatever it might be, right? And I'll give you my example. So when I, I even really, before I even knew what it was that I was doing when on this concept about investing in yourself, I will tell you that my very first investment in myself was $800. That was 20-something years ago. It was well before I was an entrepreneur. But at the time, that was in that season. I share my story more so in the first episode where I was in the midst of a very difficult divorce and was, you know, had taken a step back uh, professionally. And so we were, my son, when I say me uh, or we, uh, we were on our own. And I remember counting dollars for groceries. And yet I knew in that moment that I had started on my fitness journey on my own. I was several months into it at that point. I started with videotapes at the at home because I didn't feel confident enough to go into a gym or ask for help or all those things. So I did a lot of things the hard way, right? Which is why I'm so passionate about helping women do it a better way now. But 
I got to a point where I knew I wasn't going to truly see the results I needed without some support and help to come alongside of me. And so I reached out, did some research for personal trainers. And so even though that seems so like, I don't know, maybe $800 is still a lot to you, but that seems so small and so insignificant to me now. It literally, I did have a little bit of a guilt and I did put it on a credit card. I'm not saying that's an always forever wise decision, but I will tell you that that decision is one of the moments that God was able to use to really completely transform my life because working with that personal trainer for that period of time is one of the catalysts that got me so invested into the physical aspect of our well-being. And from there, of course, it was several years later before I actually walked into entrepreneurship. And so I invested myself in corporate America through, you know, ongoing education and certifications and that type of thing, but I didn't invest in coaching specifically. But then fast forward my first year of entrepreneurship, I kind of assumed because I honestly, not to sound proud, prideful, but I had so many amazing opportunities in that corporate environment. And I was, because of that, because of the work ethic and because, you know, you show up, you give value. You, if you apply that principle to every aspect of life, you're always going to do well. Show up, see what where the gaps are, add value, be, you know, the constant student of whatever that skill or that craft is and, uh, and yeah, add value to that to that experience, or if you're in a corporation, to the company, whatever it might be, right? And when you do that, you're rewarded, right? And even in that environment, I was able to, you know, build in entire departments from the ground up. By the time I was done in that career, I was, you know, north of six figures in my mid twenties, um, early thirties, which was a, a very uh, nice salary, so to speak, um, you know, 20 years ago, especially before 30 and, and all those things. And by doing that, I kind of assumed that that knowledge would just kind of transfer over onto running my own business. And I learned very quickly in the first year that it doesn't. <laughs> I learned very quickly that in the corporate environment, I had marketing departments and I had, you know, an HR department and I had assistance and I had a team of people that I was managing and responsible for and, and all the things. And so you had lots of support and help. And as an entrepreneur, you don't have that. And there's so many unique things about being an entrepreneur um, that make it even more critical for us to be putting ourselves in the rooms with other people that are like-minded because it's not going to always be and usually is not in your immediate circle. Uh, in, if you're like one of the first entrepreneurs in your family or in your friend group or what have you, you don't have that direct contact. So that first year, year and a half of business, I had one foot on the boat and one foot on the dock. And I really questioned my decision, even though I felt like this was a God, I was created this business based on what I felt God was telling me to do. I felt very called to equip and empower other women. And what I saw from that moment was a physical fitness um, facility. And we started at the park and went into the, uh, an indoor location within a few months. Uh, but it was so, it was just incredibly hard. And it was financially very hard. And so between year one and two, or, or somewhere in year two, I should say, I invested in my first coach, and that first coach was $600 a month, and it was a mastermind program, and in that program, as a result of it, 
my business grew by f- over 400% from that first year, first, second year to the end of second year, right? So that was massive. And then from there, it grew 100% or more. I think the next year was actually like 170%. Um, again, because of what I was learning and also because of the power of proximity. So not only are you investing in the coach and the skill set that that coach has and their ability to have created success for themselves, but a proven check record for creating success, helping others create success, right? And in addition to that, it's for, especially when you get into masterminds and group programs, it's even more powerful. People think that one-on-one coaching is the way to go sometimes. Reality is, yes, that can be great. That has a time and a place, but it's even more powerful when you're in a group coaching or a mastermind because you get the dynamic of all of the brilliant minds within it. And it's the power of proximity that allows you to see borrowed beliefs, see what's possible because you've got people coming in at maybe various levels, right? And I mean like in terms of where they're at in their entrepreneurial group uh, journey or growth or what have you. And so it just creates this amazing synergy that you can't get in isolation. You can't get that outside of coaching. You can't get that outside of that you know, group program or mentorship. Uh, mastermind was the word I was looking for. Because as much as you try to create it, whether it be within Facebook communities or maybe it's a, a local circle, part of the commitment and the energy that is part of how it is created is because everybody is financially invested in it. There's an old saying that when you pay, you pay attention. The more you pay, the more you pay attention. And I have found that to be true in my 12 years of entrepreneurship. And so what I want to make sure I I share with you though, is that at the time that investment felt like a lot. It felt like a stretch. Remember I invested when I was like one foot on the boat, one foot on the dock, felt like I wasn't sure if I was going to be like, I wasn't sure if I was going to actually be able to make the business happen. I was questioning, doubting all those things. And so it was a leap of faith for me to invest in that program. And then over the years, my tolerance for investing, because I saw it pay off and I saw the difference it was making in how I was showing up. So not just a you know financial result for the business, but it was growing me as a woman. It was growing me as an entrepreneur. It was growing me in my ability to coach, even though what I was investing in for coaching was totally different than what I was coaching, you still learn and apply in all aspects. And so there was massive development going on. So I'll fast forward and, you know, towards the last year of my brick and mortar, the investment was, ironically, it was around the same amount per week. Totally different coach, totally different, uh, well, not completely different reasons. It was a business coach. Um, But where it was, you know, 567 in the beginning felt like a lot. It was 597 in the last for the last coach that I invested in my brick and mortar and then with the online coaches since then I've invested upwards of $10,000 for 12 week programs and I'm not trying to say that to impress upon you I'm trying to encourage you to realize that I get the journey and I get that it feels scary I also can look back and see where each coach helped me collapse time and grow in the area in which I was investing with them in. Not only have I done that repeatedly 
with business itself, but even in my own personal development, coaches need coaches, right? And it's because we always, when we choose to be that constant student of our mind and body to become the next best version of ourselves, then we get to lean into other people's. Could you do like certain aspects on your own? Some things, yes, you can figure out business on your own. Plenty of people have, but it's like, how long do you want to, right? Because it will, I, for what was that saying? Like, go alone. Um, Bottom line is it's something, I totally forgot the quote, but something about, you know, going by yourself, it's going to be a slow process. But when you go together, you speed up the time, right? And that's what coaching does for you. So you could, whatever aspect of life you want to improve on, you could try to continue to figure it out on your own and do it on your own and be that lone wolf. I'll tell you, it's a lonely path. And being someone that used to be wired that way or thought that way, it's a lonely path and it's only going to take you longer to get to where you want to be. And so why would you want to do that? Especially when you look at when it comes to your impact for others, whatever that might be, why would you want to slow down your process of becoming who you need to become in order to carry the weight of what it is that God has for you, right? In a good way, right? Or why would you, like, let's say your part of your mission impacts other people. Why would you want those people to be waiting for you to catch up, right? Why would you, that's one of the things that keeps me motivated every morning is the is thinking about there are women out there that need my gifting, my talents, my expertise. And if I don't get up and keep moving, if I don't keep working out like the the ways of being and the ways of showing up so that I'm in front of them and relatable, then I'm letting them down. I'm letting them prolong their 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 like slowness and growth or whatever it might be. And so Coaching is always going to help you expand your potential faster. It collapses the time around the result. And I started to share, I want to finish this real quickly about coaches needing coaches. So not only have I done that for business and invested heavily in different aspects of business and and learning and and all those things, but also in my personal development and investing in, I, I am, I have, I don't even know how many personal training, like physical personal training um, certificates at this point, nutrition certificates. And yet I've also invested in some amazing coaches for purposes of either physical training or nutrition, either because I wanted to learn an aspect of it that they were they knew. And so instead of just a textbook, this was also now hands-on and, or it was a season where I didn't want to think about what I was doing and I was getting ready for something, right? Like either when I was doing figure competitions or there was a while when I was doing, um, OCR racing and I just wanted to be able to feel good and have good endurance. Those are examples of time or when I wanted to experiment with powerlifting. And so I will tell you, I don't, I've never regretted investing in myself. You are the best person for you to ever invent on. And if you don't believe that, then I would encourage you to really take that into prayer, like to be able to get to the point where you understand that above all else, you've got your back and God's got your back, right? So of course, make choices wisely, make them with the discernment, but there have when i look back there are times that i invested slowly right or i was un, you know hesitant or uncertain and obviously i'm super grateful for where i am so it all worked out for me but i would i want to encourage you no matter where you are at whether you're just starting out or you're you know 10 years in continue to seek 
What is the next thing for you to learn? What is the next thing to develop? What is the next thing that if you focused on that one thing, all other things would become either easier or irrelevant is one of the expressions that's often used. And it might not be a business tactic. It might be something having to do with your personal development, but by doing so, that makes you in a that puts you in a better position to run your business more effectively, reach more people, whatever your goals are. Make sense? So the first is that invest in yourself often and heavily. The second is to do it afraid. And so again, kind of ties back. So this one gets to be pretty quick, but it almost always feels scary. And I would encourage you, I said something about this the other day and that most successful entrepreneurs will agree that if you do not feel uncomfortable, if you do not feel a little fearful or a little uncertain in your like next steps, whether it be an investment in coaching or your next iteration of business, then you probably aren't stretching yourself to your greatest potential, right? You're probably playing safe because every successful person learns to take risks that feel uncomfortable, learns to recognize fear or not necessarily uncertainty, that's not a great word, but that feeling of like, one of one of my girlfriends describes it as that feeling that you kind of want to puke in your mouth a little bit, right? I know it's gross, but it's very descriptive, right? It's like, oh, and when you feel that, that's usually an indicator that you're on the right track to something even greater, right? A lot of the times. So I want to encourage you that when it comes to investing in yourself or taking that next step out, whatever that might be, like the next step to iteration in your business or your personal life or whatever it is, to do it afraid. Feel the fear and do it afraid. Step in faith and invest in yourself, right? You get to use God, your God-given discernment to feel the fear and choose courage. Like I said, that is usually an indicator that you're stretching in the right direction, right? So the third is this one, definitely, again, all things, I'm so, so incredibly grateful for where I am, but this is a very interesting one. And that is, the third one is the recognition that absence of a Christian entrepreneur, mentor, and coach can cost you time and impact. So let me say that again, absence of a Christian entrepreneurial mentor and coach can cost you time and impact and income. <laughs> but the reason I say this is a very real example that um, I get to just kind of smile at today because I know God works all things out for my good. But I, I want to preface this by saying that it doesn't mean all your coaches have to have the same faith or the same. I, I think values are important in order because it, it's hard to learn from someone if you don't trust them and that type of thing. So core values is important, but they don't have to have the same faith system. I would not be where I am today if it weren't for my non-Christian coaches. They've done phenomenal things for me over the last 12 years, and I'm super, super grateful. However, when you are managing a God-given vision that is specific to a segment within our body of Christ, you also need a coach and an advocate that can hold space and belief for your unique purpose and impact from a biblical perspective. The reason I say that is because exactly what I get to do today is something that I propose to a highly successful mentor nine years ago, about eight or nine years ago. I think it was closer to nine years ago. And 
at the time, it was actually a little bit smaller scale. What I had proposed, I had simply said that that was kind of before the whole online bang. This was nine years ago, right? So online was starting and it was happening. There was, and this was uh, was a kind of mini more mastermind specifically to um, hash out online ideas and programs and services and all that kind of stuff. And so what I had, you know, quote unquote, pitched to him as my idea and what I wanted to do was to combine my like the physical workouts with nutrition with faith and having some sort of scripture or like bi- biblical principles tied into it daily devotional something along those lines and combine that and market it specifically to Christian women. And I was told it would never sell. <laughs> I was told that it will never make an impact, which is fine. Like we, and what I mean by that is not everything is about money, but in business, as you know, you have to have a profit or you can't stay in business, right? And so I was told that it was, it wasn't, it wouldn't work, right? Uh, and I will tell you that this person is, has gone on to continue in his own success, and he is a well-known uh, mentor and coach in kind of the performance in, um, uh, arena for entrepreneurs, uh, but he absolutely told me that it will never sell, and that's it, it, pretty much what I do today, but, even on, but on an even bigger scale, on a more in-depth approach than what I had even begun. Like God was just starting that seed. And again, I, God works all things out. Had I followed through on that at the time, then I probably would not have had my brick and mortar for 10 minutes. Like there's so many other scenarios that could have happened, right? And or, you know, I wasn't who I needed to be yet to hold the space. I'm definitely, because I'm a continual student of my mind and body and who I am as God calls me to be in his character and all those things, because I do continually work on that. There's eight work, you know, eight, nine years of me becoming in between when that initial not thought came to mind or that initial impression I'll say from God came to mind and today. So it's very, very possible that I would not have been able to handle the weight or the, like I, I wasn't who I needed to be in order to hold space for Christian women specifically nine years ago, possibly. I think I was a, a good uh, Christian, but I think that we get to continually evolve in our depth and our maturity and our perspectives. And God has reasons for his timing. He works all things to prepare us, right, as we continually evolve and grow in him. But my point is, is that he clearly got that wrong. And since that time, I've seen many other uh, programs come out that were are, and be highly successful that are exactly in alignment with what I was thinking and proposing at the time. So again, if you are in that environment, I was in the fitness space still. So it's a pretty not. I, I don't want to assume that and put that on any everyone that is in the fitness space, but mo- everyone in that kind of circle of influence at the time respected my beliefs, my values, all that kind of stuff. I love and adore them. There was mutual respect, all those things. But for that particular mentor, his faith, he didn't have a faith like I do. And so therefore, he couldn't see a perspective in which made it possible. Does that make sense? So that is why it's so important to make sure that you do have that Christian mentor, entrepreneur, coach in your circle so that when you are managing through these God-given ideas, these God-given visions, that they're able to hold space for that. It's also important that that person is an entrepreneur. And the reason I say that is because this can't just be a friend or a 
um, relative or a family member because it is also true that as entrepreneurs, we think differently, we're wired differently. And as entrepreneurs, we, for example, we take bigger risks in our investments. We, um, the possibility of what we can do versus what someone else has the capacity to do if they are do like working in a corporate environment or working in a job where they're exchanging dollars for hours. It's a completely different mindset. And so it's important that you have that entrepreneurial perspective within your circle. Make sense? So the fourth is the understanding that you are the operator of it all. Who you are and how you show up, your daily being and your daily doing is critical in your ability to continually believe big, innovate, execute effectively, and be in alignment with the values and the plan God has for you. So if you're not consistently cultivating your best in mind, body, and spirit, then your results will be inconsistent and your journey will be harder and longer than it needs to be. Make sense? You are the operator. Your, your mind and your body are the two tools. I don't want to say you obviously have God's spirit in you as well, but your mind and your body are the instruments that are used to be in relationship with God, to be able to hear him and discern his words and his direction for you, and then to be able to get up on a daily basis and live that out. So your mind and your body determine, like you get to decide, do you want to operate from an economy car, right? Or do you want to operate from a finely tuned sports machine, right? That's going to get better performance, whatever analogy you want to use. And if you are not, one of the examples that I've used to explain this before that I think um, you might find helpful is that the example of having been a coach for over a decade now, I can tell you there have been so many women that have come to me that have um, struggled with weight or energy or not sleeping or stress management or any of the things that impact health. And yet they feel like they're they're already successful, so they don't feel like it's that big of a deal. Like it's big enough that they're coming and they're like, yeah, I, I want to fix it, but uh, they don't realize the extent in which it is either slowing them down or keeping them playing small. And when they get in a pattern of getting the right foods in their body, taking care of their stress, taking care of their sleep and their um, energy management, then they start seeing a difference very quickly, usually within the first few weeks. And then they'd come back to me and go, man, I had no idea how much better I would feel. I wish I had done this sooner. Make sense? The reason for that is because if you are struggling with weight, if you are overweight, doesn't matter, like, please don't, you know, blow this off with, well, I've got good blood work. You could have good blood work for a very long time and still be overweight. It just means that you're a ticking time bomb waiting for something to go wrong, right? That is not the way to live your life. So if you are overweight for what is healthy for your body, we're not talking about like you got to have six-pack abs or whatever. There's nothing wrong with it if you want them, but you don't have to have them. But a healthy weight for your body. If you are overweight and or your you know diet, your way of eating consists predominantly of fast food, packaged food, or honestly, some women think they're eating healthy and don't realize that they're, they're truly not, then that's created your baseline for how you feel. So that's, that's your normal, right? 
However, when you look at an analogy of your normal, like whatever that is for you today, how you show up on a day-to-day basis as your way of being, your energy, your response to things, your ability to think clearly, your ability to move freely, your ability to you know confidently wear your clothes, all of those things, whatever your normal is, is your baseline. I will encourage you to consider that if you are also overweight or dealing with energy issues or not sleeping or eating this diet of packaged processed food, then you're showing up sick to work every single day, but you just don't realize it because that's become your baseline. And if you think about it from that perspective, just think about from even from where you're at right now, your current baseline, your current way of being versus the days that you don't feel good right? On the days that you don't feel good, you're going to show up and get work done and get it done anyway, or because that's who you are. I know that if you're listening to this podcast, you are you are driven, you're committed, you know when you need to take a rest, but for the most part, you're going to show up and get things done regardless of how you feel, right? But you also know that those aren't the best days. You don't get the most out of those days. You just get done what you can get done versus the days where you feel your current level of good, quote unquote, your baseline, right? And so again, I'm going to encourage you to consider that your baseline is actually a reflection of what it would be like to be sick and showing up to work sick every single day. Make sense? And so when you are feeling great because you've taken care of your body physically, as well as your mental strength, your ability to recognize emotions, recognize thoughts, and learn how to process them effectively and build the thoughts and get rid of the thoughts that disempower you and build the thoughts that empower you, now you create a new baseline to operate from. Now you're going from that you know, maybe some of you are thinking, I think I got a beater car right now, right? Or maybe it's that economy car, right? But the difference between operating everyday life from from that perspective versus operating everyday life from a high-performance sports machine. And God designed your body to be a high-performance sports machine. You have it in you, but like anything else, you get to be an active participant and you get to cultivate and care for that. Right, So you get to ask your body, God gave you the raw material for a high-performing um, sports machine, but are you treating it as such? And if you are not, you are compromising how you are showing up on a daily basis. Make sense? So those are the four things that I wish that I had um, learned and or, um, well, yeah, learned a lot faster is that one, invest in yourself often and heavily. Two, do it afraid. Three, absence of a Christian entrepreneur, mentor, can cost you time, impact, and then of course, a result of that, it also costs you income. And then fourth is the reminder that you are the operator of it all. So you taking care of yourself in mind, body, and spirit is the foundation. It's critical. So I hope that you found this helpful. If it was, as always, please leave a quick review for the podcast. If you are a female Christian entrepreneur that really wants to accelerate your time this year in terms of your personal growth and development in your relationship with God, as well as strengthening that mind, body, and spirit, then I encourage you to uh, reach out and set up a time for us to chat and talk about the upcoming Legacy Kingdom 
our legendary kingdom legacy mastermind, you can email me at Rebecca at RebeccaTabert.com and we'll just have a chat and see if in fact it is a good fit for you. You can also find us on Facebook at Female Christian Leaders. I'll leave the, com- the link in the show notes. That's all for now. Bye.